right. Welcome, everybody. You are tuned in to It's Covered, the insurance podcast. Because if you think insurance is boring, you are not doing it correctly. My name is Paul. I'm here with Mel. How's it going, man? It's going great. Just glad to be with other people who like insurance. Yes, yes. So uh, we did a fantastic episode last week. And when I say we, I mean me. (laughs) Yeah, um, I guess it's one of those things. You just had to be there, right? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Uh, But it's very good to have you back. Um, We, uh, for for those who are joining us for the first time, we, um, I I don't know, you know, this is kind of a casual show. We like to have a little bit of fun. We are, uh, we, the, the two of us started our insurance careers uh, several years ago in claims and we have since drifted on over into the agent side of things and uh, we actually really like this topic and, and really like exploring insurance topics in, in general and so uh, we decided that we would share our interest uh, with the world and so we we try to try to hit on a little bit of everything here a little bit of um uh you know uh, adjuster topics of agent topics trying to bridge the gap between the two of them uh, try to talk a little bit about uh, about service, about our mission as insurance professionals, about you know what what you know what we're here for, what we're doing, and um, and yeah, and uh, we tackle that in a number of different ways. Today, today we're actually tackling that topic by looking at a news story that hit last week. That um uh. You know, I, I I hate to say I hate to say that this was a matter of time, but it was, and um, I, I'm talking about the the very tragic and serious story about a uh, a self driving Uber car in uh where was this I, I know it was in Arizona was it in um I think it was in Tempe let me let me make sure let's get these facts right I'm pretty before. sure it was in Tempe. Think so. Um, I okay. The uh, Siri. Okay, seriously, people. All right, I'm gonna go off on a rant right now. That I I pulled up an article from uh, the New York Times coverage about this, and I, I I scroll up to the to the to the dateline. Is that what they call it? The wait the 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 first thing where it says where it is, and it says San Francisco. Why in the world would you even put that? It's uh, okay. It's in Tempe. Uh, anyways, you throw me off. This is a serious story. And, 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 and I'm, I was about to say San Francisco and look like an idiot. Thank you, New York Times. <laughs> uh, but, uh, but, but basically, you know, in, in that area, Uber was testing out their self driving cars for um you know to 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 pick up people and uh, obviously motor them around as uber does and um and so you know this is not this is not some you know some some robot uh taxi guy um like in um what was that in was that in uh total recall where the Johnny Cab? Right? Yeah, Johnny Cab. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, it's not like that. There's a, there is an actual person inside, you know, inside the driver's seat, but the the car is is self driving. So so 
um, Uber is testing out this market in certain areas. And in this particular case, the car struck a pedestrian who, um, was, was, I had, had a, uh, had a bicycle, but from, from the video, it didn't look like, uh, it didn't look like she was actually riding the bicycle. It looked like she was, she was actually walking. And so, um, I, and, and so, like I said, this was, this was something that was going to happen. And, you know, that doesn't mean that we weren't all hoping that it wouldn't happen, but, you know, something was you know, especially in these testing phases with, with self-driving cars, uh, and I would say with, with all safety, you know, safety equipment, um, they, they can only be so good. And, and something was, something was going to, uh, something like this was going to happen. And so, um, our prayers are, are with the, the family of the, of the deceased woman and, um, and also with, uh, and also with the, uh, honestly, the driver, I, I say the driver, you know, the person behind the wheel, because, you know, um, I, you know, she, she was trusting in the technology and all of a sudden, um, was, was witness to this. And, um, uh, I'm sure, ha- you know, having all sorts of second thoughts about what she could have done as well. Right. I think, uh, it, it's really gaining news because of, like you said, it is a, it's Uber for one. It's a driverless car, right, or yeah. a uh, uh, a car that's uh, kind of driving autonomously. Uh, because I'm pretty sure if uh, this was a 30 year old male that had uh, this had happened to, we wouldn't even hear about it. But uh, because of the circumstances, it's it's uh, you know we 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 gotta talk about it because yeah. it's the future. Well, yeah, yeah, and that and that is the reason that this is news because fatalities happen in car accidents all the time. I mean, I, I remember in claims that I, on my desk, got three of them in one week. And that, that's the most I ever got. Um, and, uh, it, it was, it was actually within, within, I, I think it was, I think it was a Monday through Wednesday that I ended up with three. And that was not the best start of a week ever. Um, but, and that's in a limited geographical area, right? That yeah, you're no. And, and getting I'm, them from right, and I'm one of hundreds of adjusters in this room, right? And and we're only one insurance company, and so you know there there are thousands upon thousands upon thousands of accidents every day, and some are minor, some are major, and a lot of them are fatalities, and um, you know the the sheer number of them often makes us callous toward the news of them. And so it's only when something like this happens that it actually hits the news. Uh, but, but it, this is very much newsworthy because like you said, Mel, you know, this is, uh, this is the future. This is what we're all looking toward. And, and I wanted to bring this up as it relates to insurance, because we, we certainly don't know how insurance is going to, is going to, fall on this. I have some ideas about that and I'm going to, I'm going to throw them your way later. But, but first of all, I'm, I've been part of a lot of conversations online where every time some self-driving car news pops up, um, people go into the insurance, you know, private groups for, for agents online 
and start asking the question is, you know, is, is this going to be the end of, of auto insurance? You know, cause if, if, if all these perfectly safe self-driving cars are, are, are what we have, then do we really need, uh, need liability insurance? And I, I think, I, I think the enthusiasm that people have in talking about like self-driving cars makes it seem like the technology is closer to becoming widespread than it actually is. And, 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 you know, and incident like this, uh, you know, actually pushes back the technology because, you know, they're going back to the drawing boards now, you know, they're uh, Uber's pulling their, their self-driving program out and they are, you know, going back to the drawing board. Everybody's going to be analyzing this for a long time to figure out what went wrong. And that's good. We want that to happen. You know, <laughs> um, that, that's for sure a good thing. But, um, uh, you know, just to, just to springboard off of this topic into the topic of, you know, how the changes in vehicle technology is going to affect our industry. I think the first thing we got to say is self-driving cars is not, is not going to be a major thing tomorrow. Not tomorrow. Not that quick. Definitely. Yeah. This is gonna, it, it, it'll take a while to get here. I think, uh, um, I'm still frustrated from, uh, growing up and watching the Jetsons and knowing <laughs> by the time I hit 40, I'm going to be flying in the air Right, and yeah. I'm not close. Yeah, we've already passed the date where that Back to the Future 2 was set and they had awesome flying, you know, DeLoreans. Exactly. And so uh yeah, it, you know, and and it's I think it's uh you know, I think we have all these wonderful ideas about technology, but technology takes time to implement. You know, first of all, there's going to there's there's got to be a lot of testing. And we've been doing testing on self-driving cars for many years now. And, and we're getting to the point where it's, it's starting to be road tests. And, um, and this is, you know, this is going, this is going to set that back a, a little while, but we're going to get back to road test and, and the cars at that point are going to be better. Um, and, and certainly there are some self-driving cars on the market today, um, and when we say self-driving, you know, I, I remember you were telling me today about um, uh, who was it that had like this, you know, it, what do they call it? Like enhanced cruise control? Oh, that was Cadillac. Yes. Yeah, Cadillac. And so, yeah, then there's there's like if I understood it right, it's meant for it's meant for the freeway. Correct. Yeah, it's not but, meant from like for like neighborhood travel. No, not at all. And uh, it, it's. Uh, with higher end uh, luxury cars, um, the automation uh, that they have in them, this just fits right in. It, it's uh, they've had cruise control for a long time, sure. and now adding uh, a little bit more of automation to it, and you get the in, enhanced cruise control, which uh, which it, it, it's about the uh, the way technology moves forward in increments, and I think yeah. this is uh, right on. Well, yeah, and 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 before that, we had, you know, the 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 self parallel parking, um, 
which I I still haven't actually experienced because there's not a lot of parallel parking in Houston in general, but the the parallel parking we have in Houston is typically like deep inside of Houston, not in the outskirts where we are. And so we don't really <laughs> parallel park all that much and my car doesn't have it anyways, but you know, that that's the kind of stuff that, that, that we have. And so we go from that, from, you know, from the, from the parallel parking and then we get kind of the, uh, the preemptive braking when it senses something in front of you and that you don't react fast enough. And then we get into the enhanced cruise control. But that's, I mean, it, we're, we're talking about freeway travel here, uh, which is, which honestly, I mean, I think is actually going to be where most people land on this thing. You know, I like, I, I personally liked, I, I personally like driving. And I, I think that I, I, if I had a self driving car, I could totally see myself once I hit the freeway coming into work or, or on a long trip, putting that on so I can, you know, watch some Netflix or do some paperwork or something like that. Um, but, you know, I, as far as, as far as getting, into, uh, you know, getting my, getting to my exit and, and driving into the parking lot. I, you know, I think for a long time, we're going to be handling that part. Yeah. I think, uh, I think people in general, uh, not only like to drive, I think they like to get places faster. I think they like, uh, uh, um, uh, the, the, the feeling of being in control uh, because whenever I'm driving, I know my wife sitting in the passenger seat, not having a steering wheel to hold on to, not having a brake to press, um, really freaks her out. <laughs> and, uh, if she, you know, had a, a, uh, steering wheel and she can feel the brakes, then she would feel more in control and she That's can true. handle any situation. Um, but, um, people also, like taxis and not, you know, uh, having, uh, to worry about driving, just kind of sit back and do something else. Yeah. And, uh, so I, I can see that side of it as well. Well, yeah. It, it, yeah. And so it, it, all in all, it's going to take some getting used to, like, you know, it, it's easy enough to sit back and relax when you're in the back seat of a taxi or an Uber. But when you're in the front seat, in the steering wheel, you're like in the middle of everything. It's like our instinct to, to jump in and, and act on it, but it, we're, we're going to have to learn and we're still a ways from even getting that opportunity because l- let's just say, let's just say that starting tomorrow, all the new cars have this and that's not going to happen because right now, even the enhanced cruise control is a top of the line luxury car item. Correct. It is not in in your Camry. As far as I don't think it's in the, isn't it? It's not in the Camry, right? No, no. <laughs> yeah. It, and it's, and it's certainly not in the base model of anything. And so let's just, but let's just say that the Camry base model gets it tomorrow. I, I still don't have it. I'm not buying a car tomorrow. I'm, I'm not buying a car anytime soon. Uh, the last two cars I bought actually, Actually, the last three cars I bought were all used cars. And so, you know, even if I bought a car tomorrow, it, it would likely be used. You know, my, my current car is what, like five years old? Um, 
And so, you know, even if I updated that with a three-year-old car and kept doing that, I, I would, I personally would still be three years away from actually seeing one of these in my own vehicle. Um, and, and I think that's the way with most people. It's like, I mean, just for, for those, for those agents out here, just think about how many, how many 2018 cars do you actually have in your book? Like percentage wise, I mean, it's way under 10%, right? It's, uh, it's gotta be really low because, um, with, uh, the 2018s, when they come out, you have the, the few people that get them or they trade up or their leases or something like that. But, um, as you get older, 2017, 16, 15, then you start really ramping up with uh, how many people have them because well, what are leases turned in about uh, every three years or enterprise cars or three years or, or whatever it is um, when people tend to trade in those, those vehicles. Right. And then you have the majority of the people that are looking for that bargain, need them cheaper. They can't pay that new car you know, uh, luxury tax that's on top of, you know, what it's really worth. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so I, you know, all in all, it's going to be, it, it's going to be a long time before the self-driving cars hit that critical mass in society where, where like most of the cars on the road are self-driving. And it's going to be much, 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 much longer before we just assume that everything, everything on the road is self-driving and we're not, we're not, I don't think we're talking about years here. I think we're talking decades. I think that's accurate. And, and that does not, and that's not going to negate the, the need for insurance. Now, yes, yes. Insurance is going to change. Insurance is going to change as the technology changes, but it, it doesn't, it doesn't make it go away. Uh, and, and I think that we as auto insurers are going to be needed for a very, very, very long time. Cause this, you know, no matter how good you make the computers, first of all, the collisions are still going to happen. But all of the same comprehensive or other than collision claims that were happening before are probably still going on. You know, the the self-driving car is not going to be dodging hail is what I'm saying. You know? <laughs> that would be great. That would be most impressive. I don't or the rock chips that uh, come up from, right, the, yes. we'll have, from the car in front of you. We'll have Elon Musk start on that right away. And that would be most inter- <laughs> entertaining to watch the car just dancing in the parking lot, dodging hail. Uh, but, but I, I mean, you know, it's, there's still, there's still a lot of things that can happen to a car. And, and so we're going to see a shift in the way each coverage is handled. All right. And so what, what, has traditionally been our most expensive coverage collision might not in the future be our most expensive coverage. It might not, you know, um, but it, it's still going to be needed and you know, we're, we're still going to, um, I basically need all the stuff that we already have. It just might shift around a little bit. So we, we will need to adjust. And so it, you know, as, as a thought experiment, it is worth kind of thinking about already and 
you know, uh, and, and, and making sure that when the time comes, you have, you know, you have some, some, some strength in your homeowners, uh, uh, part of the book or, or, you know, you have something else going or you just get more auto customers. Um, but we're, we're still going to be, we're still going to be needed for, for the foreseeable future at very least. Yeah, I, I think you're right. And, and with, and with any industry, whatever the most important coverage is or most important thing in that industry is that's going to be what's going to most likely cost the most. Mm -hmm. And, um, I definitely learned that because I'm older and I remember when cellular calls were the most expensive things of a cellular phone. I remember paying $400 a month, $500 a month just to get more minutes of talk time. Yeah. And now it's free. <laughs> well, and, and none of us want to use it now, right? Nobody I mean, wants to use it. I we, remember long distance calls were very oh, expensive. Gosh, now yeah. they're they're free because that's not the most that's not the thing that they make their money on or the most expensive things. It's shifted. Right. And that's the same thing with insurance as you were saying. Uh, I remember getting so frustrated with long distance calls when I, you know, wanted to talk for a long time. Now somebody calls me and I'm like, why in the world are you calling me? You know, text me. <laughs> What's wrong with you people? <laughs> exactly. Oh. Exactly. Oh, uh, well, before we drop this, I, uh, I, I wanted to, I wanted to do a for instance on this, a kind of speculation on how this, cause, cause this is the big question on this, right? Is how is liability play, paid on this? And we were talking about this earlier today. And for, for those, you know, for those who, you know, might think that we're live, you, I don't think you're familiar that with the way podcasting works, but we, we are pre-recorded. And so, um, when when we talked about this, this story had not broken, and I just pulled up the story. I I I see it from like an hour and a half ago, and I'm so glad that we couldn't record until this moment because this actually changes my entire opinion about it. But first of all, let's talk. If let's just assume, as everybody did assume. The car is at fault here. Um, what, wh- how is this, how is this getting paid out? And the answer to that is going to be, well, it depends. And, uh, and it's going to depend on who, on what really happened there. Was this, was this actually the fault of the particular person behind the wheel or was this some uh some error in the car system some uh you know some glitch or or fault in the system itself and i i remember the claims that popped up because i i and, and mel you remember the the fiasco this was age this was many years ago but all the toyota uh uh, brake recalls. Oh yeah. Oh um, yeah. Toyota paid out a ton of those claims 
And and it turned out to be really interesting because if I remember right, Toyota like uh like did some research afterwards and figured out that like none of those accidents were actually their fault. But I mean, this was happening. Ran- this was rampant. Like anybody in a Toyota who got into an accident, they said, "Oh, the brakes failed." It, the brakes didn't fail. You weren't paying attention, but, but it was just like the brakes failed and Toyota paid out a, a, a lot of those claims. And, and so that, that, that might actually happen here. What, what is, what is likely going to be happen? Uh, if I were to guess, uh, assuming that the car was at fault, um, is that Uber's insurance would pay out and then go after the car manufacturer for it. And how that plays out, it's probably going to take some engineers and, um, you know, really looking into it and figuring out exactly what happened there. Um, I don't know. Uh, this, you know, this whole field is so new. I don't know what really what responsibility is on that driver to override the car and slam on those brakes. And, and I think there's probably some responsibility there, but I think it's, it, it was, it's once this hits the court, I think it's going to possibly be ruled that it's a split responsibility. That sounds really accurate just because if we're throwing that kind of automation along with cruise control, along with the automatic braking. Nobody would ever say that, hey, I'm sorry, I had my car on cruise control and you got in my lane and I just rear-ended you. It's not my fault. It's the car's mm-hmm. fault. And then that would never happen. Nobody right. would ever look at it as being the car's fault. Yeah. And and I think I, I think that's right. But here I mean here's the scary part about that. And I say scary in that you know, I, I mean, the, the, the car manufacturers really have to get this part fixed because when the car manufacturer is telling you that that car is going to break, if something jumps in front of you, then the likelihood of you actively paying attention and having that, that readiness that, that we have when we're driving and we're paying attention, your readiness is going to be extremely low. And so they can say all day long that, you know, that part of that responsibility is on you, but it's not exact. I mean, you know, the cruise control is a really good analogy, but it's not an exact analogy because, you know, the cruise control does not tell you that it's going to break. This does. And that that's going to be the really interesting part when it hits when it hits the courts. True. That That is going to be something that is going to come up and probably a, a ton of other things because. Um, the, the more you give the responsibility to handle situations, um, to the car, uh, the, the less the person behind the wheel is going to think they have to react. So something comes in front of the car. If the car stops five times, you're going to stop flinching and pressing on the brake if something comes in front because you're going to assume the car is going to do what it's designed to do. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So, um that's what we were talking about earlier. So what happened an hour and a half ago uh is that the Tempe police released the video. <laughs> Have you seen this? I have not. Okay, let me try to explain it to you. And, uh, and 
And for those who are interested, we'll put we'll put a link to this in the show notes. Now, I hate these videos uh, because I I don't you know it's like I, we've we've been involved with you know car accidents for a long time, you and I, but I don't want to see somebody get run over. I don't. Uh, Tempe police did a really good job editing this. And so that it brings you up till the moment before impact. So you see exactly how it happened, but you're not going to see someone get run over. And that's really good. And it also puts in there the interior cam. And so you see the driver and she's not paying attention. And so that that's notable. Uh, so, but here's, here's the thing is that I, you know, Okay, so it's it's dark. I'm gonna try to describe this. It's a it's a dark road. There are there are street lights on the road itself, but it is a uh, it is a four lane highway with a median, and so all you see in the picture are the two lanes going in the same direction. And this the person, the pedestrian, is walking her bicycle across. This highway, not, not no, not no, you know, crosswalk or anything, not at a light. Um, the, the, and she's doing it like, like in that spot in between two street lights where it's just completely dark, you know? It, and it's like, it, she, she didn't even like get underneath the street light where she could be seen. The bicycle. Uh, you know, normally like on the spokes of the bicycle, you have a reflect, some reflectors or something. I see none of those, you know, literally the first hint we see of this woman is when the headlights hit her far too late for that car to have stopped. Even if the brakes were smashed or were, were mashed far too late for that car to have stopped. It is, um, I'm going to actually, uh, and I'm, and I don't know. I mean, this is a highway. I'm, I'm guessing as to the, as to the speed, but you know, it's certainly, uh, you know, it, it's certainly not 25, you know, we're guessing 45, 50 from the moment I first see this woman in the video to when the video pauses right before the accident is a second and a half. That's far too late for that car to have stopped. And so I am not, I am not at all any more convinced that that car is at fault for this accident. Um, I, I'm, I'd be, I'll be very interested to watch to see how this turns out. But, um, I, I mean, this is just, this is one of those things. It's like, if you're out walking at night you got to be aware of your surroundings, you know, and, and if you're crossing a road, not at a crosswalk, not at a traffic light, not at a stop sign, you know, try to make sure that you're in, in the light. Uh, and, and, and this woman most definitely was not. And so I, I do not see how either the, the car's automated process or the driver possibly could have avoided this accident. And keep in mind that uh, you know, Paul, you're 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 coming at it from strictly an insurance view, and so whenever you give your insurance not at fault, at fault, uh, has nothing to do with civil suits or 
public opinion or anything like that. Right, yeah. But from an insurance part of it, um, the conditions play a big part. Yep. Um, if the driver saw the person or if the person saw the car, if there was a crosswalk, uh, who had the right of way, all those things are, are, are going to come into play. Yeah. And, uh, it, it, it sounds like, uh, um, there are, there are a lot of things that need to, um, get changed for self-driving cars to be, to go on the road. And, th- and that brings up, I just thought of something else that's kind of funny because we're testing self-driving cars in a world that is not designed for self-driving cars and putting them around the public that is not in tune with self-driving cars. And, uh, I, I remember this that I thought was really funny whenever, um, uh, the hybrid cars and electric cars, um, started, uh, hitting the road. And I was living in California at the time. I remember uh, something getting put on the, the law books that were, uh, pushing for the electric cars to actually make engine noise. Yeah. Yeah. Be- yeah. Because they were just too quiet and people were stepping out in front of them or they didn't even hear it coming. And so, um, that was another thing, putting this, this technology in a world that's, uh, not, uh, built for that technology and you're always going to have some uh some clashes there yeah i'm reminded of that episode of the office where um andy and dwight are dueling and uh andy chooses his weapon as his car and that's how he actually wins is because uh at at a certain speed you can't actually hear his car so he was able to sneak up on on dwight from behind these are real life (laughs) situations except they didn't happen in real life (laughs) but um (laughs) Yeah, the only thing I wanted to add on this is we might uh it's going to be really interesting to watch this one from an insurance point of view. What I think might actually happen is that the insurance might even if they believe that um that the pedestrian was actually at fault, they might just pay this one uh just for public relations because if you know, if the headline splashes up that you know, Uber self-driving car runs over a lady and then denies the claim that's bad press that's bad press and i i don't i, I could totally and, and and like you know you and i we're going to sit here and watch the video and think you know what i think uber might be right on this one but but the uh the the general public does not do that um and so uh they they might they might want to avoid the bad press and just figure you know what paying out the claim is is better than um than the than the media coverage that we're going to get on this one exactly exactly i so, think that is the case yeah that will that will happen but uh i i don't know who you talk to that doesn't want to see an accident but those get a lot of views oh no no, no. <laughs> it's just it's specifically me specifically me it's like no i know like, right. i i mean i follow uh I follow a lot of like um dash cam uh groups on Facebook because I, I just go. find it fascinating how these accidents turn out. But they're yeah, they do a they do some of them that are, you know, dealing with pedestrians. Like, eh, I don't I don't really want to I don't really want to see that. I want to see, you know, um 
the 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 crazy ones when the car slips on ice and does you know crazy twirls and stuff. That that's kind of what yeah. I'm after, you know. Uh, ah. But anyways, I uh yeah, this one's this uh, we, we're gonna we're gonna keep watching this one. Uh, in the meantime, we thank you so much for joining us today. Please do check out check out our website. It's covered.net for those who view who do tune in every single week. We really do appreciate it. We, we love spending our Monday mornings with you kind of getting pumped up for the week, kind of getting the, uh, the insurance juices flowing for those who are new. We do do this every Monday morning, bright and early. So no matter what, when your commute is, we will have an episode up for you uh, to, to download, uh, to listen in on the way to work, to to hopefully, you know, kind of kind of kind of have these have this be be your your kind of Monday morning stretches for you know for the insurance part of your brain to to kind of get you get you ready to go. But uh, thanks thanks again so much for joining, Mel. Thank you for uh, welcome back. We're glad to have you. And yeah, glad to be back and uh, uh, looking forward to the week and, uh, you know, try to protect somebody and change their mind about how they look at insurance. Absolutely. Sounds good. All right. We'll see you next week.